the feather or give me another answer. Thank him. Yes. Great. Sing to him. We dance to him. We use our puppetry to worship and praise him. We use our, all our body to worship him. Sometimes we just stand still, sitting down and worshiping quietly. Um, so, another question. Which day out of seven days a week is the right day to worship God? Lexi? Wow. I, that's exactly right. Oh, I thought somebody would say Sunday first. <laughs> she already said it. So shall I just tip, sum up my sermon now? <laughs> Correct. Seven days a week. Not just Sunday morning or Sunday evening. It's anytime, anywhere. Correct, Lexi. Right. As Jean said, part of the worship, we can thank him. Now, when we thank God... What do we thank God? It's easy, come on. We thank so many things. So, anybody from adults, what do we thank God for? Everything. Everything. That, why everybody's so good at giving the answer today? Yeah, it's, it's cheating, yes. Any example, sir? Yes, that's right. Right, but we... Joe, did you want to say? Friends and family, correct. But it's really sometimes easy to forget obvious things to thank him. So, for example, yes, friends and family, we think, oh, my sister's so annoying. My brother, oh, come on, he's a teen. My mom, oh, my daddy. Or friends, like, oh, I don't like her anymore. We, we are very good at not thank, but we're quite good at mourning. And that's not worship. When I say thank God, and then the gentleman said everything, do we actually appreciate the, the three basic things that we have at daily base? Food, clothes, and a home, like a shelter. Do we thank God every single day for that? Or do we just think it's normal, it's natural? It's quite fascinating when you start to making a list in your heart. What can I thank God? You have to thank God everything. But when you actually expand everything in detail, it's really hard to mourn to God. It's really hard to complain. Um, okay, so... Are you happy when you have a new cloth? Are you happy when you have a new fancy shoes? Are you happy when you have an iPad or tablets or anything that you want? Yes, Grace, and yes, Brianna, yes. But the most things we should, it's really difficult for me as well, we should thank God is Jesus came to us on this world and saved us, died on the cross, that's why we're here. That's why we can worship 
here at the moment, but not just in church, we can worship him in school, at home, in the toilet, kitchen, living room, your bedroom, anywhere. You can praise him in a supermarket, but how? We usually think, oh, I go to church to worship him. I do um, my two hours thing a week. I worship him. That's my job done. No, it's not. Um, for example, if you're kind to your friends, if you're kind to your teacher, to your parents, family, and anybody, or anybody who you don't even know before may need your help. If you help them, you're showing God's love. And that's your, that means you're actually keeping the rule that God gave to us, love God and love your neighbor. You're shining Jesus' love, and then I think that's part of worship. But don't forget, it is very important to come to church and spend time together with friends and family. Because Jesus told us to do that as well. So when we do that, the things that we do right now, it pleases God actually. So it's good job that you all are here today. Well done. Thank you. Today, I want to share something that is not a new thing. We probably heard it for many times in the past. And I want to take this morning as an opportunity to just remind ourselves and hopefully be challenged again by the end of the service today. As we shared about what is a worship earlier on, then who is a true worshipper? The people who are glorifying God, as Grace mentioned earlier. Okay, then how? And where? And when? And what makes people who are Christian to become a true worshipper? What do we do in worship time? It's not a single repetitive action, but more of complex activity. We don't just sing one thing to praise God. We thank him, we love him, we adore him, and if we confess, confess means that we say sorry to God and say we will live for him. We don't just do one action to praise God. We don't sense God through a single feeling either. Sometimes we laugh, sometimes we cry, or we do both during the worst time. And we don't always in a good mood nor in a good situation to worship him. Okay, the things that I've just mentioned, majority of us will straight to draw a picture of Sunday morning in the church. Well, people live in the place like the lodge. They will have a few other pictures of their daily and monthly worship time. But is the worship really a Sunday thing? Yes, but only for part it will fulfill the answer. As Lexi gave the right answer earlier on, it should be a daily routine. No, hourly routine. No, every second, every moment that we live on this earth. And it sounds quite um, hard to be a worshiper in practical way. Every second, every moment. Um, however, to be a true worshipper is not as complicated as we think. 
It is rather easy, but we human are still wicked, selfish, greedy and self-centered, etc. Therefore, we think it is hard to be always joyful to worship our Father. Okay. How? Then how to become a true worshiper in God? Today, I would suggest to remember three things. First, as Jean said earlier on, thank God. Thank God, TGI. Do you know what it stands for? Thank God it's Friday. It's the restaurant name. Um, but TGI can be applied to us, but not just to Friday. It can be any day. We often make a thank God list along with what we, what he has given and how much he has given in materialistic way. It's, it's just natural. It's the way we live. We need the money and then we need to, to buy something in order, we need the money in order to buy something and then fill our house and then things that we use, we need money. But I don't think that's the only way to thank God. And that's not the only reason to thank God either. Thank God for everything means literally everything that we have. Not just the money, nor properties. Do you know we are very blessed to have one nose, one mouth, two eyes, two ears, ten fingers, ten toes, and etc. all over the body. It's working in right function. Thank God for that. It is so natural that we don't really thank God. God for it. What about voice, for example, for me? Yeah? We can't talk, nor we can't sing or making any sound if we're losing our voice. How about the family and friends that God has given? Do we appreciate them a lot? Do we thank God for the church that he has given to us to serve? Okay, a lot of things to rethink about under the title of thanking God. Yep. So, TGI applies to us, not just for Friday, every day, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, seven days a week. Second, love God and love your neighbors. We think Love God can be easier than love our neighbors. Because God is invisible, and we think he doesn't expect a lot from us. He's never telling us off face to face. He's just loving, forever understanding God, kind our Father. Well, we want to think like that, don't we? But that's not true. God is telling us what to do to please him. And one And the one that Fiona read earlier, the greatest commandment, he gave that us to obey. And when you keep his rule, that is one of the ways to show love God and respect God. And it it is an amazing fact that when you please God, you naturally please your neighbor too, as God is righteous and both goes together, works together. One of the hardest things for us to do, but would please God a lot, 
will be watch our mouth. God hates gossip. I can definitely tell you that. But we are so good at doing it. But we don't always have enough time to do good things like love one another because we're so busy. So, therefore, how can we have a spare time to gossip and judging others? Nonsense. But hard. I told you, it's quite challenging, you know. Another thing that we are so good at is indifferent others. For children, indifferent means we do less care or we don't really care about others. We just ignoring people even when they need some help from us. And it is a very natural thing in modern society, no matter whether you're in Western country, Eastern country, or any parts in the world. And we are so good at convincing ourselves and try to be relieved from the guilty of indifferent others by saying, we are respecting others' privacy and their individuality. There's a great difference. So, of course, we need to respect privacy and individuality, but that doesn't mean it goes one with the indifferenting other. <clears throat> if Respecting others' privacy and their individuality, bracket, um, indifferent. If it's right things to do, then why there are so many people outside church, and of course even inside the church, why people feel so lonely and depressed? So many are suffering because of the loneliness and different, indifferent from others. This shows that we are in some ways, lacking of giving love to others. And when I say we, it's not just us Christians, but everybody in nowadays society. Paul says in Galatians 5, 13 to, verse 13 to 15, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devere each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. What a challenging but just so right verse for us to share at this moment. Thirdly, don't be lazy. What's that mean? I'm not lazy. We're not lazy. But God sometimes measures a different way. We are so busy with so many different things happening in our lives. We have to work. We have to look after family. We do other things and we serve church. We think we work hard because we don't rest much and we keep move around. But in God's eyes, the busiest person in the world might not be the faithful servant. Perhaps he might be the laziest person in front of God with God's measurement. As the Bible says a lot, God likes the faithful servant. 
So, who is God's hard-working, faithful servant? In gospel, Jesus gave us a good example of a faithful servant and the wicked one through the parable of the talents in Matthew chapter 25 and in Luke chapter 19. And God's standard is rather very simple. It doesn't just mean the how much time we spend to work. It also involves with our mindset and attitudes towards God. How much do we actually think of God and try to please him? Just working hard would not please God. But sit still in our comfort zone and just to think about God all day would not please God either. He will treat that person in the comfort zone as a lazy person, actually. So work hard in God, use your time wisely with God's wisdom, and be ready for God's time and his calling. So, when and where? The answer is so simple and easy. Anytime, anywhere. Remember, spend time in the church on Sunday is not only a place and time to worship God. Happy clappy worship is not the only way to worship God. But of course, being in church on Sunday and enjoy our worship time and take the part of the service is very, very important part in our life of faith. So I'm not despise it at all. It is rather very special, but also basic and obvious things to do as a Christian. God is eternal, but we human are not. We have given the time which is limited and will end soon. We just don't know when. Like it says in the Bible, when the day and hour is unknown. Like in Noah's time, and Jesus says in the Gospel, Matthew chapter 24, Mark 13, and Luke 12. So do not lose your opportunity and do not miss the right time. So, conclusion. So let's take an opportunity to become a true worshipper. Just remember three things. Thank God, love God, and love your neighbor. And last, don't be lazy and be a hard worker. So we have to move, move, move. But don't move on too much. But, but you know what I mean. Love God, love your neighbor, love our church, and love each other as one family in Jesus Christ. Amen.